What's going on, everyone? You're tuning in to the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, and this is the one and only Elisa. I hope you all are doing very well. And on today's episode, I will be talking about dating and relationships. I know I wanted to touch base on this topic for several months now, and I just never had the chance to do it. But because of recent events that had happened to me, I felt that it was time to talk about it. And I'm sure a lot of you can probably relate to what I've gone through recently. But with the weather getting warmer and hotter, because summer is right around the corner, it's actually the last day for the month of May. June is literally hours away. Some of us ladies like to dress a certain way. We like to wear our cute summer dresses. We like to show some legs, um, shorts, tank tops, crop tops, you name it. When it's hot outside, we don't like wearing a lot of clothing. You know what I'm saying? But some of us girls, we do like to keep it very uh, sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's some women that like to show what they got. Props to them because they are confident. But then there's others that want to still be covered up. But, you know, have their own sexiness going on. So that I guess I, I'm on that boat because... I like to look cute and comfortable at the same time. <laughs> and then for the gentlemen, I know some like to dress up when the occasion calls for it. Maybe a nice button-down shirt with some slacks or a pair of jeans and some shoes. Or keep it casual. Tank top, t-shirt, sneakers, shorts, a fitted, some shades. You know? But everyone has their own fashion sense. So no judgment here. But with that being said, with the change of weather getting more nicer, right? What happens when the past comes out to haunt you? What I mean by that is, have you ever had the experience of being involved with someone, whether you had a one night stand with the person, if they were a friend with benefits, if you were in a long-term relationship, or even married to the person. You've been with the person for a brief amount of time. Eventually, things didn't work out. You go your separate ways. You ended up stop following each other on social media. Maybe you blocked the person on social media. No more exchanging emails and text messages. Maybe you deleted the person's phone number. But that all of a sudden, as time goes on, and then with the weather getting warmer, like I said, you're curious. You want to know what this person's up to. Or maybe... It's the other person wanting to know what you're up to. So they'll try to find a way to reach out to you, whether they still have your contact information saved or if they're still following people on social media you're mutual friends with, whether it's actual friends, coworkers, or relatives. What would you do in that scenario when somebody tries to get in contact with you after so long? Maybe you ended in good terms maybe not before this episode for this topic of discussion is pretty much ending in bad terms but then people want to come out to see what you're up to if you're seeing someone new you know so uh 
I want to talk about what happened to me recently. And let's get this show started. All right, so let me give y'all the rundown of what had happened to me. This had happened about two weeks ago. So I was watching TV in my living room. It was getting close to midnight and I was getting tired. So I had turned off the TV and right before I even went to my bedroom, I heard my phone go off. It was a notification sound that went off. When I looked at my phone, I had seen I had an incoming text message and it was from my ex-boyfriend, the last ex-boyfriend that I was with for five years. And I haven't heard from him since the holidays last year. So um, I was like, what the hell? So I went to bed, fell asleep. I woke up shortly after 7 a.m. My phone goes off again. But this time it was a phone call. So I looked at the phone to see who called and it was my ex-boyfriend, the same one that had sent me a text message several hours prior. And I'm like, what the hell does this guy want? Why is he calling me? Especially at seven in the morning. And I normally don't get up at seven in the morning, but usually my son wakes up around seven or maybe earlier. So I got up, went to check in on my son. He was awake, so then I made breakfast for him and um, got him situated for the day, especially since he's still doing remote learning for school. And, um, you know, after he f- finished his schoolwork and all that, um, we're just chilling out at home. And then sometime later in the afternoon, like after three in the afternoon, I get a text message from my ex again. And then I get a phone call sometime later after that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, why are you bothering me? I have nothing to say to you. We've been broken up for a minute now. Uh, And the thing with me, when it comes to relationships, I ended all of the relationships I've been in. And once I end shit, because it went bad, there's no point of me to keep in touch with you. You know? That's just how it is with me. Especially if the relationship went bad. So... I'm telling my best friends, like, I'm hitting them up, like, can y'all believe this guy got the damn nerve to freaking text me and call me? What for? And then I told them he must have been drunk. So then I'm checking my phone again, and I noticed I had a new voicemail message. It was from my ex-boyfriend. When he had called me at 7 in the morning, he had left a voicemail message. But I didn't get any notification right after that he had left the message. I just found out, like, late in the day. So I'm listening to the voicemail message. He's just basically saying, hey, it's me. Uh, Just checking to see how you're doing. Give me a call back. Uh, No, I'm not calling you back. Why should I? We have nothing to talk about. I broke up with you for the reasons that I stated. And that's that. So, you know. I didn't pay him no mind. Text messages, the voicemail. I didn't reply back to nothing. So then um, a couple days later, one of my cousins had hit me up through a text message. And her and my ex used to work together at the same job. Um, She had referred him 
to work at her job. He got interviewed, eventually got hired, but then during the pandemic, he lost his job, as well as other people from the same job, um, except for my cousin. She's still working there. She's been there for a long time. But anyway, uh, my cousin hits me up saying that she had spoken to him and then tells me that when she had spoken to him, he sounded drunk. So I'm guessing he must have called her on the phone. Because the voicemail message he left for me, he was drunk. I could tell. That's pretty much one of the main reasons why we had broken up is because my ex is an alcoholic. And um, when I had broken up with him, I know you're probably going to be like, what? I broke up with him by sending him a text message saying that in detail, it's pretty much over. I sent a long paragraph letting him know how I was feeling and what was I thinking prior to making my decision to break up with him. And um, I know some people think it's corny. My cousin said it's fucked up to break up with someone through a text message because she kind of got where he was coming from. But mind you, she tells me how he stated to her he never contacted me because I broke up with him through a text message. And I'm over here like, bullshit, dude. You just called and texted me like two days ago. And I got the screenshots of the messages. I still have the voicemail message saved. So what the fuck are you talking about? I told my cousin that he's talking shit out of his ass. And I got the receipts that he did contact me. And another thing she told me was that on Instagram, she saw pictures of him at a restaurant getting hammered. And funny thing was, this restaurant where he went at, I actually follow them on Instagram. And on their Instagram story, they shared his photo of him having drinks. My cousin said it looked like he went by himself. It looked like he didn't go with anyone. But I said, whatever. And um, for her to tell me he sounded drunk when he was talking to her to say that there's pictures of him on Instagram showing that he's getting wasted, that goes to show that he has not changed. He has not changed his ways. And you know the saying, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. You know, like, it's just ridiculous. And... I had given my ex so many chances to learn from his mistakes. I mean, come on, five years? You had five fucking years to do better for yourself as a man? Mind you, my ex is 10 years older than me. So for a man of a certain age that doesn't have his life in order, that's a problem for me. He has no children, so he should be happy he doesn't have any supposed responsibilities when it comes to kids and for my cousin to tell me yeah he's getting wasted and this and that like it goes to show like I made the right choice because I felt like five years of my life being with this person and they haven't learned from their mistakes I wasted so much time I could have been with someone else that would have accepted me would have respected my wishes especially i have a son i'm a single mom i had told my ex several times for five fucking years 
if you're coming to my house to visit me and my son, don't come over wasted. Don't sneak booze into my home. And prior to him coming over, like he usually would call me or text me. But with like either the phone calls or the text, I will let him know, don't come to my house drunk and stupid. If you're going to be drinking, stay your ass at home. I'm tired of like constantly going back and forth with this guy because of his drinking problem. Oh, there's been plenty of times when he would come to my house either sober or already wasted for the day. He was still sneaking booze to my house. I would be inspecting his bag. Like, let me see what he got in here. And I would find bottles of vodka. And then I would confront him like, what the fuck? And then he'll look at me and ask, what? What happened? And then I would tell him, didn't I tell you don't be sneaking in booze in my home? what part didn't you understand and I have a child with special needs and disabilities and my son is autistic and nonverbal so whenever he sees and hears that mommy is upset he kind of picks up on that vibe like uh oh mommy is mad about something and the times I had to argue with my ex in my house with my son present because of his fucking drinking problem my son would be upset too because he doesn't like hearing me raise my voice my son doesn't get scared it's just he doesn't like it especially when i'm arguing with my ex-boyfriend and he hates that he's not used to seeing or hearing mommy getting loud he's used to seeing mommy being silly and funny and loving and affectionate towards him of course because that's my son but towards my ex he sees more negative than positive it's a problem it's a big problem and also there's been plenty of times my mom will come over to my house to watch wwe pay-per-view events because she's a wrestling fan and if you want to know if i'm a wrestling fan yes i get it because of her uh my ex will come over and he would be drunk as usual my mom would talk to him, ask him a question about something, and he's giving her a response irrelevant to the question she had asked. So then he'll like step away for a moment to go use the restroom or go to the kitchen or something. And my mom would ask me, Lisa, is he drunk? Did he drink? And I would say, yes, mommy, he did. And yes, my mom calls me Lisa. My family calls me Lisa. That's my nickname. If you're wondering, like, wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's been more than one occasion that my mom would be in my house and my ex would be shit-faced drunk. It's embarrassing. He's embarrassed me out in public a bunch of times. Even in front of his friends. It's exhausting. After five years? Come on. It's ridiculous. So, for him to just, like, hit me up out of the blue get the fuck out of here dude like i'm doing good you want to see how i'm doing for what first of all he blocked me on social media after i sent him that breakup text message and i i told my mom and my cousin like yeah he blocked me on social media is that how petty he's gonna be because i sent him a text message to basically end things with him altogether? And like I told my cousin too, I said, listen, 
I spoken to this guy in person and over the phone telling him that for years now his drinking problem is going to be the reason why we're going to break up and to having to tell this guy for five years the same shit over and over and him not getting the picture like oh she's being serious about this i mean what else is there to do what else is there to say i've been with this guy for five years and he didn't get the memo the first time around i've always felt like I was a broken record constantly repeating myself over and over and over to this person saying, if you don't get your act right, I'm out. He must have thought I was joking or something, but I don't play. I don't play games. You want to play games? Get a PlayStation, get an Xbox, get a board game or some shit, you know? I'll play those types of games. When it comes to playing with the emotions of the heart and mind, nah, I don't fuck with that. So, this was a big sign that I took to heart. And it was basically from my son. So, for Christmas, my ex got my son this Sesame Street book that had a CD player with CDs. It was like a toy version of a CD player and CDs. And it plays like music from Sesame Street. And after Christmas, I wake up one morning... And my son is in the living room on the sofa playing with his iPad. I'm hearing him laughing. So I get up, chuck up on him. He's chilling. But then I see the book on the sofa destroyed. All the pages were ripped up, shredded into a billion pieces, basically. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened right here? So I look at my son and I'm telling him, hey, what's this? What happened? He just ignored me and just kept playing with his iPad. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So I took seeing that book, shredded up and all, as a big sign saying that this chapter of being with my ex has now come to an end. And prior to seeing this, months and months before, I knew shit was going to end between he and I. Because I'm the type of person when it comes to relationships, I'm very affectionate. I like to go out once in a while. And, um, you know, for you grown folks, I know you enjoy your intimate time with your significant other. I felt like nothing that couples do was happening between he and I. And I just felt like shit was dying out. And... Aside from that, the alcoholism played a big role to me making the decision to break up with him. I mean, five years is a long time that I've been with someone in a relationship and giving them so many chances to really work things out with me. But I felt like if my ex truly cared, if he truly did love me, he would have fought his way through to make things work out between he and I to do things right for himself as a fucking grown-ass man in his late 40s. I'm only 37 now, but still, a man of his age should already got his life together. And I'm sure there's plenty of guys even younger than him that got their life right. And maybe some, not so much, but aside from that, you're a grown-ass man, you should know right from wrong, have common sense, and if 
your girlfriend is telling you what you should be doing to make things work out and make the relationship everlasting, then you need to be on your damn two feet and open your eyes and mind and be like, you know what? She's being real with me. She's not playing no games. I need to correct myself. But clearly he didn't give a fuck. And I was just done. I was just over it. So, yes, I sent him a text message to break up with him. He replied back with just one sentence. First two words was, I'm sorry. And let me tell you something. During those five years of being with this guy, constantly arguing with him about his alcoholism, the following day after his drinking binge, or maybe days later, he'll say, I'm sorry, always apologizing for what happened. But you know the saying, actions speak louder than words. And I would tell him off saying, I don't care about your apologies. They don't mean nothing to me. Because you're still doing the same dumb shit over and over again. So, that's that. (sighs) I'm telling y'all, I don't know, but I've been through some crazy shit with relationships with ex-boyfriends. And this last one, dealing with an alcoholic, was one of the worst. Alongside with being in a toxic relationship with my son's father like i said i call it a situationship not a relationship but with my last ex being the alcoholic it was too much of a burden for me and i wasn't feeling happy like i said he had embarrassed me and humiliated me out in public while we were out on dates i don't even want to know what the fuck happened but i'll tell y'all a funny story So last year, before the coronavirus pandemic had hit in the States, I had went to see Motionless and White and Beartooth on tour at Webster Hall in New York City, which was formerly a nightclub. I haven't been there in a decade. So I got two tickets when they were available for purchase months prior to the show. And my ex went with me. It was our first time attending a rock show together. It was the first time for us to see all these bands perform live another band that was performing that night was limbs and of course at this venue they have a bar at each floor so we arrived at the venue we go to the bar unfortunately i wasn't able to drink because i was still recovering from having gastric sleeve surgery two months prior so i only had a little sip of pineapple juice with ice he on the other hand just had beer and then right after Motionless and White performed, he went back to the bar and bought another round of drinks for himself. And I had told him before we arrived at the venue, don't get wasted because my mom was at my house babysitting my son for the night so I could go to this show. He was fucking done for the night. I tell you that much. And I was just like, oh my God, if it's not one thing, it's something else. So my mom noticed when we got back to my house after the show, he was acting kind of funny. So he went to use the restroom and I'm like showing my mom footage from the show on my phone. 
And then she asked me, is he drunk? Was he drinking? I said, yep, he sure was. And then I went to check in on my son. He was asleep in my bedroom. And then he woke up because he heard me walk in. And he just like smiled. And I said, hey, mommy's home. And my son got up. And as I was leaning towards my bed to approach him, he leaned towards me. And he just grabbed me to give me a hug. And he grabbed my face to give me a kiss on the cheek. My son is such a sweetheart. You guys don't even understand. <laughs> uh but yeah, I was happy to be back home, to be back with my son, and he was happy that I made it back safe and sound. And aside from that, dealing with an alcoholic boyfriend for five years, it was just too much. I honestly don't want to go through that again. I know I've dealt with being in a toxic relationship for four years with my son's father, and he was, well, still is, a major pothead. <laughs> and... uh smoke cigarettes you know he acts like one of these like hood guys you know dressing up in baggy jeans and t-shirts and hoodies and the sneakers yeah he's a sneakerhead because i remember when i was living with him he could not stop buying clothes he could not stop buying sneakers i mean he wasn't a gentleman at all and then you're wondering like what the hell then why was he with this guy for so long and like i said before he was a womanizer probably still is and he manipulated me he fucked with my head he made it seem like there was no other guy out there that would want to be with me he really made me feel that low about myself but after having my son and watching my son grow and especially with what he's been through since after I had given birth to him I just couldn't see myself to be in a dark place any longer and believe me if my dad was still alive he would have been like oh hell no ain't no man gonna disrespect my daughter the way that this guy did to me oh my dad would have raised all hell he would not play that shit because i remember my first relationship when i was um with my ex from back in high school my dad was in the hospital and me and my ex had went to go visit him. And I remember my dad telling my ex, saying, you know, take care of my daughter. Um, you know, she's a good girl. I just want her to be happy. And that really meant a lot to me hearing my dad say that. Because he really never said that to anyone else. The ex after the one from high school, when I was 21... My ex was 34 at the time, going on 35, and my dad did not approve of me being with him for the fact that he was once a married man, divorced with children. And he didn't like that at all, and especially the age difference. That was a big problem for both of my parents. But then my mom said, if my ex can prove that he's really divorced, then she would be okay with us dating. And my ex eventually did show my mom the divorce papers. I was like, oh, he ain't playing. So, but that particular relationship, my ex did cheat on me. And uh, he was talking to other women on MySpace and Facebook. And I was like, whatever. You know, you're doing shit behind my back. Then why are we even together? My son's father, he did the same shit. He was talking to random people on the internet and he did cheat on me and i found out 
never really confronted him about it because I know he was going to be in denial. But I did mention a couple of times, like, oh, you're going to this city for X amount of days. You don't pick up your phone when I call. You know, when you call me after 24 hours being away from home, you sound like, you know, you're talking in a secluded room someplace. I'm hearing an echo in the background. And then his tone of voice and his use of words sounded so different than the way he would normally talk to me. So I knew something was up. But whenever I start dating again, I don't know when it's going to happen. But if it does, best believe I'm going to have my guard all the way up once more. There are way too many sneaky people out there. I mean, if you're in a relationship or you're seriously dating someone, whether it's something consistent or on occasion, you know, you just can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, there are people out there that are down to having open relationships, but I'm letting y'all know now, I'm not that person who's up for that. I believe that I should just have one significant other and that's it. I just want one boyfriend and that's it. If shit don't work out, we go our separate ways. But if you're curious on knowing what your ex-lover, ex-spouse or whatnot is up to, you got their contact info, it's up to you to make the decision to say, hey, let me see what this person's doing. Let me hit them up. But on this particular episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the rotten apples. The ones that wasted our time, if it was for a short or long period of time, and it was more negative than positive, yeah, we don't need none of that. We don't need the negativity in our lives. We need to stay positive, stay focused, and do what's best for us. I don't know when I'm going to date again, but I'd rather date someone that lives far away from me. All my exes, they were all New Yorkers that lived locally, and... I feel like if I date someone that lives far away or even out of New York City, they could be from New York State, but they could be from a whole different county. Um, just be away from me. <laughs> you could talk to me on the phone every day. You could text me or whatever. But when it comes to seeing each other in person, like I would rather keep it at a minimum, like maybe every other weekend type of deal. And I want the person who I eventually date to be understanding. You know, I am a single mom. I have a child with special needs and disabilities. And if a guy can't accept that, then keep it moving. Don't waste my time. You can tell me all these things that I want to hear. You may say, oh, you know, you're very pretty. I like your smile. You have nice eyes. You can say all of that all you want to get my attention. But my intent is knowing what's going on through your mind. What are your intentions on wanting to talk to me? Why do you want to get to know me? Are you trying to pursue something with me sometime in the future as far as having a committed relationship with me? Or are you just looking for a little fling? Because I ain't with that. I'm a relationship type of girl. And I just believe that I just deserve to be with one person that gets me and would just accept me for who I am. And that's that. I'm not the type of person that makes things complicated. I'm such a reserved person. I'm always to myself. I'm a homebody. I don't go out partying and drinking 
And especially during the whole coronavirus pandemic, I was home with my son. He's dealing with remote learning for school. So I'm playing not just his mom, but I'm also playing the doctor and the teacher. You know, I have all these roles I have to play being a single parent when it comes to my son. And how I would feel about dating a single dad at this point, I don't know. It's up in the air. Um, But I'm telling you guys this now. I don't want to date a single dad that got multiple kids with multiple women. No, I can't. Because, yes, I am 37. I eventually would like to have more children in a couple years. My time clock is already ticking. I don't see myself having kids in my 40s. I would say um, the oldest in age I would try to have a baby again is 42. That's my limit. That's when I'm going to stop. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be with anyone at that point, but I'm just saying I can't see myself having a baby after the age of 45. That's just too old for me. (laughs) But I honestly would prefer dating a single dad with maybe one or two kids by the same mom. It's just too messy seeing people having kids with multiple people. It's just too much. And I see it in my family. You know, I have cousins that have two kids with like two women and I'm like oh god okay and um I I just don't want to be caught up in that mix you know if you're a single dad if you have one kid and you want more eventually we could talk and see where things go if we have a connection if we have anything in common but um if you're a single guy with no kids and you eventually want kids someday then we could talk too I just want to make sure that Whoever I end up being with, as far as a relationship, um, who wants kids, that they're going to be with me for the long haul. I eventually would like to get married. I would love to have a man to call my husband one day and him calling me his wife. Um, It's always been a dream of mine since I was a young girl to one day get married and live happily ever after. But that's pretty much all a fairy tale. Things we see in movies and TV shows, things we read in novels. But I'm a hopeless romantic. I just can't help it. I love love. I want to be in love. I want to feel love from a man, from a good man that's going to be worth the wait. Because best believe I'm a very patient girl and my friends can let you know that. (laughs) I got thick skin, so um, I've been through so much in my life, but I'm still here with a smile on my face. So no matter what obstacles I had to overcome, I'm still smiling. But however you all handle the situation of people from your past trying to make an appearance in your present, it's totally up to you to make the decision if you want to open that door and have that interaction with them again. If things ended on a bad note, I would say don't even waste your time. The person could say they have changed their ways, but did they? Who knows? But if you guys ended in good terms and you want to give it a shot, if both of you are two individual single people, then hey, good luck to you. But I'm speaking about going through <laughs> situations with people who were pretty fucked up. Um, 
you know, I've had exes reach out to me years after a breakup just to see how I'm doing or even guys that I dated and trying to reconnect with me, trying to hang out, wanting to go out to dinner, wanting to get a drink. And I'm like, no, I know what your intent is. And I'm not falling for that shit. I'm a grown ass woman. I know right from wrong. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. But yeah, um, I hope you all um, got to know a different side of me. This is pretty much a personal side to me that um, I'm pretty much exposing to all of you. But I'm keeping it real. You know, my podcast is talking about real life experiences. And if any of you want to share input on what you've gone through when it comes to dating and relationships, all you can do is... Leave a message on the Anchor app. Look for my podcast and you can leave a message and I could feature it on a future episode on the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. But on that note, I want to wish you all the best when it comes to love. I feel that everyone deserves to be loved one way or another and enjoy life. Don't let anyone tell you anything different about yourself. You got to love yourself first before you can love another. And if there's going to be people that are going to try to bring you down and make you feel like you're not worth it, fuck them. I don't mean literally. Just saying. They don't need to be a part of your life. They're irrelevant. If they have no value to you, then they can keep moving and stay the hell away from you. I mean, I don't know if I'll find love again or if it'll find me, but I'll wait. And if it does happen, I know I'll be happy. Hopefully they're the guy who would be my <laughs> next potential boyfriend knows that uh, there's a good woman here waiting for him. And like I said, I'm very patient. I could wait forever. But... If you guys want to reach out to me, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SweetTalk underscore Alisa. That's spelled S-W-E-E-T-T-A-L-K underscore A-L-I-Z-A. You could get the latest updates on what I'm up to. You guys can DM me with any questions you want me to answer on the podcast or you just want to have a casual conversation to say hi. That's totally fine with me. When you want to talk about music, movies, anything like that, um, reach out to me and I'll be glad to respond back. So I hope you all enjoy the rest of the week. And with the month of June approaching, there's going to be something new in the works for the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. And I'm so hyped to share it with you all very, very soon. So take care, you guys. Much love and respect always. Know your worth. And until next time.